Good morning and welcome to the parish of Kaslochur and Gorsainen. It's good to have you with us. Our Sunday worship is going to include some music and prayer, a reading from the letter to the Ephesians, and Liz Williams is going to reflect on that to help us think about it. It's lovely to have you, and if you're unfamiliar with the website stkath.org.uk, then do have a look and find ways in which you can join us and perhaps take part in some of our small groups. You're always welcome, but let's worship together. The reading from Ephesians 1, verses 15 to 23. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus 
and your love towards all the saints. And for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you, as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe, according to the working of his great power. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet, and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Paul must have had a smile on his face when he began writing this letter to the church in Ephesus. It warms his heart to hear of the faith and love of these Christians. He prays that they may have a greater understanding and a surer grasp of their glorious destiny and an awareness of the power at their disposal. Our reading points back to the opening verses of the letter, which give a thumbnail sketch of Paul's theology and a joyful response to the blessings God has provided. Being chosen, favoured for redemption by forgiveness and having the mystery of his will revealed to us. We have inheritance, salvation and redemption. He visited the Ephesians a few times knowing of their faith and he founded a church in Ephesus. It was one of the seven mentioned in Revelation and did come under criticism, but to a lesser extent than the others. Their problem was that although their faith had been strong, they put less emphasis on loving Christ and one another. Paul gives thanks for their belief and for the trust they have placed in Christ by steering the ship of their lives by his star. God raised Christ from the dead to sit at his right hand and also in the church which represents his body. God shares his glory with Christ. The glory was revealed at his birth and later when his disciples, Peter, James and John, were privileged to see Christ's glory on the Mount of Transfiguration. His death on the cross was necessary so that he might enter into his glory and also of returning with power and great glory. Paul prays that they may be given the spirit of wisdom to realise that the child born in a small town stable was manifested on the cross of Christ. Wisdom in the revelation, in knowledge of him, but also the ability to interpret or to understand what had happened. Wisdom is a gift, a gift of knowing how to use the knowledge effectively. Christ's power will manifest if we open our spiritual eyes and the day will come when his power will triumph completely over hostile powers. God has put all things in subjection to Christ and the power and the wisdom of God is made known through the church. 
having the eyes of your heart enlightened, Paul says. And this is a metaphor, just like when we talk about the eye being the lamp of the body and a window to the soul, which refers to spiritual insight. Paul also mentions the heart, referring here to it being the centre of one's being, physical and personality, etc. Our understanding of holiness is rooted in the Old Testament as being set aside for holy purposes. And Christians today still think of especially holy people being canonised by the church, becoming saints. Jesus, however, called all who followed him to be holy, all of his disciples, not just the exceptional few. He also says we are all children of God through faith in Christ and we are heirs of God. Paul also talks of their love towards the saints, all of the saints. By this, he's referring to all God's people and here he means the followers of Christ in Ephesus. Paul's letter, which was originally written in Greek, refers to agape. This means the unconditional love of God for man and of man for God. Examples of agape are teachers and nurses and others because they dedicate themselves to others in some way and also those who donate to charity from the goodness of their hearts. Today, we as Christians still share communal agape meals. Christ's disciples are God's workmanship, created in Christ for good works. We are no longer strangers and foreigners, but are fellow citizens with the saints and part of the household of God. Built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Paul is pleased with the Ephesians and praises their faith and actions as part of the church, but warns them they need to do better. Paul wanted to drive home in their consciousness the reality of God's power, the exceeding greatness of his power to those who believe, his strength and his might. He wants to make sure that all who read the letter realise God's power, to make make sure that we get it, so to speak. Paul speaks of the power of earthly leaders, which can turn rancid. Power can corrupt, and absolute power can corrupt absolutely. He says Christ's place is at the right hand of God, giving him overarching power, not just in the age to come, but now. We should keep this in mind lest we become discouraged by what often appears to be godless forces seen to be in control of the world. Paul's message to them and to us is that the power God exercised in raising Christ from the dead and setting him in supreme control of the universe is at work in us too. The picture Paul paints here carries the concept of the same life flowing through both of the church carrying out Christ's work in the world. Be still.
Let us now come before our Lord in prayer. Our Father in heaven, we firstly come to thank you for the gift of your Son Jesus, our Saviour. We thank you for his life and example, obedient even to the point of death. We thank you for his resurrection that brings us such hope, for the gift of his own lifeblood that turns away the wrath that our failings have earned for us, and for the undeserved forgiveness and acceptance that it has purchased for us. We would ask for the inner strength and ability to live a life worthy of our calling, that we may fulfil our role to live as salt and light in this darkening and unsavoury world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who have the responsibility to watch over us, for John, our Archbishop and Bishop, Adrian, our priest, and all those who work alongside them. We ask that you grant them strength, guidance and wisdom as they seek to undertake their various roles within our parish and diocese. Help us to follow their good example, endeavouring always to support them and our fellow brethren in a spirit and bond of family and peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We also pray for Elizabeth our Queen and her family, and for all those appointed to exercise authority under her. Please grant them wisdom and inner strength of character, so that they can lead this nation through the troubled waters that we variously find ourselves in. The challenges of the COVID-19 pandemic, of leaving the European Union, and of the associated difficulties that so many in our nation are facing at this time. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for peace among the nations, looking to you to strengthen the humble, and yet to discipline the proud, arrogant and self-seeking. May we have freedom to undertake the proclamation of your gospel, as you have commanded us, that we may make disciples of all nations. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We remember before you the COVID-19 pandemic. We thank you for the progress made with respect to vaccines and other medications that can help fight the virus. We pray for all those that work in the hospitals, research centres, nursing homes and all other places where they face the possibility of infection to help others. We ask that you would protect, strengthen and encourage them all. We think also of those who give their time tirelessly to help others in all areas of our society, for teachers, food bank workers, and those who support the homeless, poor and needy. Help us also to take our stand to support the downtrodden and oppressed around us. Help us also to take our stand to support the downtrodden and oppressed around us wherever we can, so that we may personally fulfil the instructions as given so clearly in your word to render what assistance we can. Finally, we remember before you all of the sick, the infirm, the lonely, and those who grieve over the loss of loved ones. 
We pray for them, requesting that you be for them their healer, their comforter and provider, that they might know fully what it means to be living in the shadow of your wings and to have your everlasting arms supporting them in all aspects of their present need. May we faithfully hold for them the Christ-light in this, their night-time of need. Here is Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ our Lord and through the blessing of your Holy Spirit. To you be all the honour and glory for ever and ever. Amen.
Thank you for joining us in this act of worship. I hope it's been helpful. Do remember you can have another listen if you'd like to. But now, Christ the King make you faithful and strong to do his will and bring you to reign with him in glory. And God's blessing go with you. The blessing of God the Father, the Creator, Christ the Son, the Holy Spirit, who gives us strength and direction, be with you, guiding your life and bringing it to what it's meant to be, and with your family and friends and neighbours, that they too may know God close to them, and his blessing and his safety. Go in peace, serve the Lord, keep safe, and be kind to those around you. Join us again soon.